the comic book pit. Okay. I'm Dan. I'm Scott. I'm Jared. And uh, no Sean this week. However, you will hear Sean possibly late in a later episode. We we have a lot of content that we're we're sorting and sifting through, and uh, so there's a there's a potential to hear some Mr. Sean Atkins in a in one of our interview episodes. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're so this is going to be our 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 all Wizard World Pittsburgh recap episode. Um, uh, just and, and just, what a weekend it was! I'll tell you, just you know, uh, <laughs> you know we, we we have a lot of specific things we want to talk about. We, we you know in our pre-show we kind of went over it, but let's just um, just off the top of our heads, just general impressions, just general like your personal impressions, not like. What maybe you know you gleaned from other people, but just your personal impression of the show, Scott. Um, yes, I'll I will start now. I, um, I actually, when I look back on the weekend, I had a great time. Like yeah, I had fun. Um, I you know I got to be a press guy and an artist alley guy, you know, and kind of you know and check the show out from that from that angle. Um, Probably my, like it, the you know little things, little things is what added up to make it a good show. Like I saw people that I haven't seen in years, and like unlikely people that I'm I know, but I don't know them from the comic book industry. So like that that were there at the show, which was kind of cool. Um, but on the on the you know the critiques, I, I would say that I didn't think the show was heavily uh, attended. But I still think there was a good showing of, you know, of attendance. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so it was one of those things. It's like I, I wanted it. I wanted it to be more, but it's also asking a lot of a first year show because that's how I'm looking at it. It's in a new venue, and you know, even though people were saying, "Hey, it's the Pittsburgh Comic Con becomes Wizard World," it was a whole new show. I mean, there were all kinds of different factors. Mm-hmm. So, no, that, that's a really good point. I've actually, I, I, I read an article uh, earlier this week, uh, just a recap article or a review, um, and it basically said the same thing that even though it, you know, it's yes, it is Wizard World, and they, you know, this is what they do. They're, uh, you know, they put on these shows all over the country, and it is. You know, it's picking up the pieces of Pittsburgh Comic Con. It is still, for all intents and purposes, a first year show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think people need to take that into consideration. Um, what about you, Jared? Uh, personally, I had a blast. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I think what made it fun for me personally was um, being covering it as the press, and that that was a brand new experience. And so I got the thrill of being able to go in as media but the fact that like we were all there the three of us sean was there you know that there was our friends from like the yeah. local scene were there like hung out with jim rugga a lot this weekend too yeah. just to name drop a couple <laughs> you know and, like barry and mikey and to see all those guys again like you were saying Scott, it was cool to see everybody yeah. and so while it was this big corporate wizard world con like all of our friends were there like to hang out with like I would like when I got tired walking around because I didn't know I was walking around in that convention center I would go hang out at Sean's table and yeah. you're right you will hear uh, good Mr. Atkins represented in the uh, our interviews episode uh, coming up <laughs> later um, and we got the, and so that was a lot of fun and go hang out with him and, and Seth 
And so while it, it really, I'll be honest, guys, it made me feel like we were getting away with something. It, <laughs> oh, yeah. It really made me feel like we had crashed it in a, in a, we didn't. We, we, you know, were vetted. We were let in legitimately. But the same token, it was, it was like, you know, the mini con we did in Garfield years back or, or like Pix or something like that. But under the auspice of Wizard, you know, like, yes, we can go to a Pix and all hang out at a table. We can go to a mall show and hang out at tables. But Dean Kane isn't across the aisle when we're <laughs> doing that. Yeah, and we're not sitting there BSing, and Skinner from the X Files like walks by. You know, it's it was that. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, that was the most I'd ever been in the convention center. They hold Pirate Fest in the other side, the other room that was empty. Uh, oh, yeah. So it was neat being in that room. Um, they, I thought it was really really nice convention center. Like, I'd never been upstairs yes. where the banquet rooms and the panel rooms are at. Oh yeah. Uh, to address what you were talking about, Scott, um, it did seem. I guess that it felt under attended. Yeah. But it also was more space. I, right. I was talking to some folks this week who were there and getting their opinion of it. And I don't know if I, I think I asked you guys, I forget, like just eyeballing the room. Is it bigger than Monroeville's main room? And I asked someone out at the comic shop this week and his impression was, yes, it's a bigger room. So it was more spread out. So, like, you go to, like, a steel city, and you're like, oh, my God, look at all these people, because you can't get through. It's all, it's all crammed, yeah. It's all crammed. Whereas, again, I don't, I haven't seen any figures. I don't think they were released. I don't know if that comes out no, or not. I don't know. I don't think but they do. it may have felt less attended just because there was more room and everything was spread out. Yeah. Um, so, it, it um, could just that, be like, a like that. And that's what I mean, is that, like, you know, like, just speaking from my point of view of, Artist Alley, I thought Artist Alley wasn't getting hit very hard. But then, like, when we walked over to do our panel, then you realize how how much bigger it's it's not just that merchandise floor. It's also all those panel rooms, too. And there's people in every single room. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even yep. though it looks like, hey, we're not getting slammed in Artist Alley, well, there's tons of people through the doors, apparently. You know, so I'm like, I hope they find their way back, you know, and a couple did, but... Yeah, well, you know, like that, when we did our panel, like, we were competing with David the Company. Right. And yeah. you saw, there was throngs of people in there. That was a big room across the hall yeah. from us. Oh, it was a huge people. room. And, yeah. It was and, and, uh, too. <laughs> I may be jumping the, yeah, it was, it really was. I was amazed by it. Um, our, I thought our panel was well attended and versus the other, a few other panels that I covered for the show, mm-hmm. uh, the attendance was about on par. With I, the other ones that I went to. Yeah, again, not, and not to jump ahead, uh, but yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to throw my, my two cents in there. I was thrilled with the number of people that were at our panel. Um, again, it wasn't like you know, it was modest, but still. it wasn't standing room only. I, was, I would say well, well, fifteen to twenty people, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, no, and that's but they were it, all people that we didn't know. That's right, and I thought like it was going to be us talking to each other, you know, and like then a, yeah, like a normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we're just talking, you know, in person on stage with nobody sitting there, but we had people, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. And and, and uh, we didn't know them. <laughs> well, and I thought the best part was Scott tell them what happened after the panel. Well, that's what, yeah, and that's what was great was, um, you know, we were all just talking about our books and stuff on the panel too, and I had a couple uh, find me in Artist Alley and buy a couple books from me, and the reason. And they, the guys, I looked at them and I was like, wait, were you at the panel? And they're like, yeah, we were, we were there. And the guys said, uh, he goes, I have never read comic books before. He goes, besides the Walking Dead compendium. He's like, but I don't know anything else. He goes, I'm going to start with your book. And I was like, what? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, he goes, I want to, he goes, he goes, tell me which books to buy here. So I, I pointed him towards Chaos Punks um, because I thought it had the best, uh, you know, interpersonal, interpersonal, yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, the way Walking Dead minus the zombies is really a lot of a lot of talking to each other. And so I thought, hey, you might like that. And then um, he goes, what about this Fairhaven book? And I was like, yeah, well, grand total, 20 bucks. And he's like, here you go. And I was like, what the, what just happened? <laughs> You know, so that's, yeah, that's awesome. 
it was really cool, you know, and we basically got, you know, this couple, they, um, they're new to comics, but they, they liked the scene and they wanted to try some stuff out. So I was like, wow, we just did something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that, even if, even if just those two just people impact. were influenced by the panel, I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was pretty pumped after that. Um, and just, it was just fun. Like we were hanging out it with was. Wayne and Marcel and, and yes. uh, Jim Rugg. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was cool. Yeah. It yeah, just was. Oh, go ahead, Scott. No, I, I don't know. It was just cool because, um, I have, you know, I, I have known those guys forever. Like, and, you know, through very, you know, in varying degrees. I mean, I would, but, uh, I'd be safe to say that, you know, well, like Jim, I, I, Jim, I probably know the least about, but I would still call him a friend. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but Wayne and Marcel are, you know, they're like our brothers, you know. They're, right. Yeah. You know, we all hug it out when we see each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, man, yeah absolutely. Man. Yeah, so. But, well, uh, well, yeah, well, you know, and I would just, I mean, I, I don't think I could say anything that, that doesn't pretty much echo what you guys said. Uh, again, I, I, I had an amazing time. I had so much fun, and having the freedom to just stroll the con uh, without – um, you know, I'm not saying this in a bad way, especially for, you know, for, since this is what Scott mostly did, but being um, anchored to a table. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean and, and you were there to sell your stuff, so that's what you were doing, you know. But, you know, I, I wasn't at a table. I wasn't there, you know, with a, with the store I work for, New Dimension Comics. I mean, they were there. Um, so I had the freedom to really take my time and explore things, even though... Yes, I had seen, you know, it, it, it wasn't a huge, um, big uh, convention that, like, you know, on par with, like, say, what we saw at New York. Right. So you could see it, you could see everything in less than a day. But I felt the more I, you know, I just walked around and just took everything in. I mean, and that's why Sunday, you know, one of the first things I did was, um, I, I broke out the the Periscope app that Jared introduced, introduced oh, me to yeah. a couple months ago, and I walked around for a good 30, 40 minutes, just up and down, you know, um, the uh, the aisles and around the floor, and and um, people, you know, and I and you could see on you know on your phone that you could see like the number of people joining in to watch you, and people were commenting on it and telling me like. Hey, go to this booth. I want to see what they have. <laughs> and the <laughs> people awesome. that were, were liking it. And, um, so that was fun. It was, it was fun. Like you said, you're to, to be there to kind of represent, like to, to do, to have like a, a media presence there. And so that's what, that's what I felt my purpose was, was to document it to, you know, I, I tried to take a lot of pictures. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really hitting up the, our social media sites, you know, the Facebook, the Twitter, yeah. or the Instagram. Um, and hashtag con life. That's right, hashtag con life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, with the, with the Periscope and, um, oh, and, and um, you know, we were able to record our individual panel with the help of our friend um, Mike Sorg from yes. Sorgatron Media. Fine job he did with that. Oh yeah, he uh, Mike's great. He's he's amazing, and yeah. um, we're gonna have that video up uh, after the, in, the blog. after the interview episode. Um, but yeah, I just I, I was just uh, unabashedly I had a great time. You know, I'm I've you know say people can say what they will about Wizard World. I don't care. I had a great time. So do you want to do like a, a- Breakdown day yeah. by day, just sort of like. T- so I guess we should just open up and w- Thursday night is really when this weekend kicked off for us in earnest. The three of us uh, met at the uh, the Westin, right downtown. Right, yeah. there's a restaurant, and there Wizard held a uh, a media reception. And that's where we got our press pass, which surprised me. I was not expecting a bracelet. Instead, so you show up and like, here's oh, your yeah. bracelet. Don't take it off. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have to go to work with this. But it was fine. And I'll be honest, when I cut that thing off on Sunday morning for hours later, I was still feeling it. <laughs> but um, 
that was a real trip because as you'll hear in the next episode, we got to meet like bona fide celebrities. And, and, yeah. and we have like bona fide celebrity guests. Not to, not to say that the guests we've had on the show up to now are not, you know, worth celebration, but these folks, you know, are a real deal. Um, we got to meet Lou Ferrigno. Mm-hmm. We all know who that is. And we got to meet, uh, James Marsters who played Spike on, on the Buffy. So, um, and really nice chats with both of them. Uh, again, you can hear those in the next episode when we put all the interviews together. But that was a real trip. And, uh, I don't know. You, you guys really weren't expecting it. I was the one that sort of ran point on getting those interviews. What right. would you guys think about getting to meet those two? Um, uh, very, yeah. kind of surreal. Like that we were <laughs> sitting, there was the three of us, and then Lou Ferrigno and James Marsters all sitting around a table. Yes. Just, you know, uh, that, that one, was... two feet away from, from the Hulk and Spike. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. There's things that happen in at shows that never will happen again in your life. I call that con magic. That's what that was to me, man. That was that's one of those times like you're like, how did how did I even get here? Because right. you know, I'm like press. Psh. I'm like, yeah. you know, what do you mean? And, and interviewing people? And I'm like, and honestly, I was like, thank God Jared's leading this thing because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what. What do you ask people? Like, hey, how you doing? Well, you yeah. know what's and, and what's nice is that these guys have been doing this for so many years. I mean, they are consummate professionals. Right. And now, now Lou again. This is it's not that he was bad. Lou was just very kind of cut and dried. He was very matter yeah, of fact. I, um, I found Mister Fringo to be quite accommodating. I did too, and he was. And that's what, but but he, he, he wasn't really forthcoming. He wasn't. No, really, no, we, we there was, was like, no uh, Barbara Walters moment. Right. It was just very. It was like <laughs> it was ask and answer, ask and answer. No, but, I, you know, I, I wish he was that, okay with that. I, I was too, and I think when I am um, as, as though here, there's a moment where there, there was a point about the Hulk that I've been, you know, uh, beating on this show about the Hulk being a character that I felt should talk in the media, and I posited that to Mister Frigno. I think that was like for a brief second there, I kind of got. It got. We made a connection. It was real, real quick, real quick. And, mm-hmm. and you, 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 folks at home, you'll hear it later. But that's the point where, I'm like, all right, we, we made a connection, but there was only so much to go there with that. Yeah. But uh, James Marsters. Um, oh, he was what a, a guy. Man, yeah. I, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know he would be with us like that. Yeah. He he kind of just it, literally dropped in out of nowhere. Yeah. They just for everyone listen. Yeah. They they said, hey, uh, Lou's ready to talk to you. So if you have questions, you know, get over there. And we sit down, and then, um, you know, I think we were just at the idle chit-chat part, and and then somebody walks behind us, and they're like, oh, you sit there. And we're thinking it's another press guy, and then we look, it's James Marsters. Yeah. So, I mean, it was one of those, like, whoa, you know, like, what the, like, you're doubling up celebrities on us. <laughs> and I've got to repeat what, um, from, the, from the interviews episode, but I wasn't prepared for James Marsters, I was prepared for Lou Ferrigno. I didn't realize it yeah. would get a round table like that. Yeah. So I, I really did my best. And uh, Mr. Marsters, like as you said, Dan, consummate professionals, really brought it. And then uh, I'm actually quite proud of how that turned out. I think we mm-hmm. uh, we had a moment. Too. We were kind of caught in the, in the headlights, and I, I think we uh, we stepped up and got something good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we. That's where, like we were saying about getting away with something. I feel like for that, what the, the amount of time that James sat and talked to us. I well, felt like you, we were, we were yeah. getting away with it. Like I we, we were, and the clock was yeah. running in my head, and, and they, you'll hear in the episode, I do try to wind it down, because I knew the guy from the wizard. They, they were telling us to wrap it up. They were kind of hovering a little. And uh, Susan was you know, over on the other side of the room by where the, uh, the gentleman from Wizard was at, and uh, she told me later that multiple times he kept say, she overheard him saying, "I got to get those guys off that table. I got to get those guys off that table." <laughs> well, you know, we weren't the only ones there, you know, looking to uh, speak with those folks. So, I mean, when everybody listens to it, it's like we weren't the ones talking, and we're like, we're sure, yeah. as, sure as heck not going to tell them to stop talking. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, no, you say everything you want. <laughs> this is awesome. But yeah, Thursday night that that was the sign that things were uh, we were in for a uh, something special. Over the weekend. Yeah, yes. Something, it's like something interesting is going to happen this weekend. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much Thursday. Um, and, and, you know, we, 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 you know, we hung around a little bit after the interview and just, 
um, you know, chit-chatted because we were there. We each brought a plus one. Um, so there were six of us actually sitting around a table just, uh, you know, having a good time. And then we all split and, and then Friday came around. Yeah, you had, you had uh, quite the Friday, Dan. I think you should be off on the Friday. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, you, you have something to say for Friday. I don't. <laughs> so so. <laughs> so through through a, 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 an interesting um, course of events, I ended up working for Neil Adams all day Friday from about uh, 2.30 in the afternoon until 8 in the evening. Uh, and, and the way this that worked is, and, and I didn't know this, it just never occurred to me. Neil Adams and his wife, when they travel to shows, they whatever city they end up in, or you know prior to, they they make calls to local comic shops and they say, hey, um, do you have anyone at your shop who would be interested in helping Neil out uh, while he's at this show? So, cut to uh, like Wednesday. And uh, I get a Facebook message from my manager at uh, the comic book store I work at, and he said, um, it was very, very vague. It said, um, what's your work availability at the con? Now, he knew I was going to be there all three days. The store was going to be set up there all three days. I thought he was just looking maybe for a couple of hours of, of uh, help at the at the booth. So I thought, yeah, sure, why not? But before I can answer, he, he comes back with, yeah, some guy named Neil Adams needs help at his, at his table. Some guy. Yeah, he's just kind of, and I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, you're, you're pulling my leg, right? But, but, but what a weird name to just pull out of the, out of the air. And so, but it was true. So he said, you know, I'll, I'll give you the information, the contact information. He gave me the phone number for, I believe it was Neil Adams' daughter who, um, you know, he's, cause he still has his, it's at Continuity Studios. Uh, mm-hmm. they're based out of New York. It's, that's his business. Uh, so I was put in touch with his daughter. Um, Thursday night, we, no, was it Thursday or Wednesday? Uh, either, anyway. Um, and then I spoke with his wife, uh, the day before. And, and yeah, so I, you know, I show up there and it was me and another guy from who works at another store and we were helping Neil Adams sell his, his product, um, all day on the, uh, on the show floor. And, uh, it was a really interesting experience. Um, <laughs> Neil Adams is a great guy. He, I mean, you know, whoever's listening to this, I'm sure, has, you know, if, if they're not a fan, they've probably heard the name Neil Adams. I don't have to tell you guys. I mean, he's a legend. You know, whatever. I mean, he's he's Neil Adams, um, and and just he's a character. He is. Yeah. As uh, you'll hear in yes. the next episode. Yeah, and, and he's a character. Jared, you know, Jared got a got a, a little taste of. He got a press Neil or uh, podcast gold with that one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was real interesting. Um, you know, I, I didn't really get to get a lot of one-on-one time with Neil. I mean, maybe we got about 20, 30 minutes in the beginning as he showed us his setup. I mean, he had a good 30 yards of table. Yeah. Of all the prints he sells, all his books. And he, and right in the middle, I mean, he sets himself up and he, and he explained why he does this. He says, he said to us, I don't understand these artists that, you know, when they sit behind the table, they have their head down, you know, maybe they're sketching or working on something, but they don't engage the fans. They don't engage the people that come to this show. They just sit there and he's like, I want to engage these people. And, you know, it wasn't strictly like, I want to, I want to take their money. You know, he, but he, he was very candid. He said, this is my business. This is how I pay the bills. And I have to bring these people in. And the only way I can do that is by, you know, being a little larger than life. And um, so he he has it set up. So he's sitting in the middle of all his work. And if you walk by, you can see, I mean, he, he said, you know, he has his easel set up. From what I heard from a couple of people, including uh, DJ Kaufman, he said um, Neil was... 
at 10 a.m. was sitting there drawing. They were, as they were constructing his booth around him, he was he was there working on <laughs> art. Already drawing. Yeah, he was he was just sitting. He was already drawing at 10 a.m. And that's all he did all day. Aside, and the show from, opened at three, by the way. Right. Yeah. But he was, you know, he was uh, all day. He was working on this sweet Batman piece. I mean, it was like poster size. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, interacting with fans, um, signing autographs, taking commissions, doing sketches, um, just and just being Neil Adams. Just, I mean, even if someone. You know, if somebody just wanted to come up and shake his hand and said, you know, say, pleasure to meet you. I'm a big fan of your work. He was more than happy to do that. Um, I mean, again, total professional. I found him to be very kind. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk about it more in, in the uh, a little bit when I before the clip goes up in the next episode. But uh, just a little backstory. The way the wizard thing worked with us in the press was when we got they said, hey, you got a press pass. If you want to interview any celebrity guests, let us know and we'll set it up. So I set fired off a list of names. Um, I, I kind of alluded to this in past episodes. I tried to get William Shatner. They said no. Um, I asked about David Duchovny. They said no. Um, I asked about Neil Adams. They said yes. And uh, so when I, then on Thursday night, I talked to our uh, the press liaison from Wizard. And he's like, yeah, just go up to him and work it out. Well, I went up to Mr. Adams when I got there right at 3. I think that's what the guy suggested was, like, do you do it, like, first thing? And Mr. Adams, uh, very kind, uh, declined then, saying, you know, like you said, then he's there to work. He's there for the fans. He has to be there for them. But uh, he said, you know, before or after. And so um, I, my press pass didn't get me in before the show started. I had to wait till it opened to the general public. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not his problem. That's mine. So I, he said after, and I knew I could hang out at 8 when it ended, so um, we d- we spoke then, and I asked him if 8 o'clock was fine on Friday night, he said it was, and then you witnessed it, he was there, he uh, accommodated me, mm-hmm. but I, I did find him... I got a picture uh, of it. <laughs> yep, I did find him to be, uh, like you said, a consummate professional, uh, a nice guy, you know, very kind, he wasn't dismissive or rude or anything, um, blunt, mm-hmm. and matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, I was hoping a little jovial, but... That's okay. Uh, I, I didn't quite get a jovial Neil Adams. But um, as you'll hear, uh, he definitely did not disappoint. <laughs> no, he, he, he was an interesting listen. Yes. Um, and if you got to witness it. I just got to uh, hang on tight while I was in the center <laughs> of the storm that was uh, interviewing Neil Adams. But um, no, I thought, I thought he was very nice. And I'll say this about... Um, uh, the interviews that came, I said we, as you know, we spoke to Lou Ferrigno, we spoke to James Marshall, spoke to Neil Adams. Uh, one thing that was a thrill on Friday was getting to uh, briefly meet Rob Liefeld. And uh, you know, I don't like to count chickens before the hatch on this show, so I'll just say, stay tuned. <laughs> um, things may happen, but that was really neat to talk to him and uh, his son. That was kind of cool too. Rob Liefeld's son. They were going to the pirate game that night, and you know me and the pirates. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, you're a pirates, huh?" Yeah, that's and, uh, awesome. Yeah. The boys are a pirate, a McCutcheon fan, and so there you go, a pirate fan. And uh, I, I did end up talking more to his son than to Mr. Liefeld. Mm-hmm. But uh, by the way, so pretty. And then it was that was the only time I grew up. Neil Adams. I'm like, all right, just go up there and talk to Neil Adams. Waiting to talk to Rob Liefeld was the only time that I got nervous. Like, I'm right, because that one, you know, I'm of the age where. You know, Neil Adams was had, come, had his moment had come and gone. Not to be dismissive, but that's just the fact. You know, mm-hmm. by the time I came of age, his career had had its high water mark. Um, life out, I was in you know formative years when that career had its high water mark. So to meet him, you know, the guy when I was like nine, ten, eleven, that made all these rad comics that you really hadn't seen anybody make before like that. That that was the only the anticipation of waiting in line to talk to him to be like, would you like to speak to our podcast? <laughs> that was the only time where like the nerves started to get to me. But um, I, I think with the day job, I've talked to enough people in uh, less than ideal situations that those skills kind of are applicable to all 
you know, any moment. Mm-hmm. So that stuff did kick in. But I, even he was very kind. Everyone was kind. Everyone was very kind and very nice. No one um, had an attitude about them. Again, I didn't get to talk to any of the media guests. I tried. I put in requests, but those were more hoops to jump through. And by the time Saturday rolled around, I was in no mood to jump through them. So. Plus, I, I think that what might have hindered us somewhat is that, you know, yeah, we were there as press, but it's not like we're with, you know, the local television affiliate or a radio, you know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, so I don't know if that really plays into it or not. Well, it, was, it wasn't it was as simple with the media guests. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as simple as just walk up to them and work it out, um, which I guess, P.S., when I did speak to Mr. Adams, I had asked him and uh, – there must have been some sort of breakdown in communication because he was not aware that I asked him before. Like, did someone tell you some guy from a podcast wants to talk to you? <laughs> that word didn't get back to him. Yeah. Oh, well. to, uh, and you notice I'm using the misters just because I'm being polite and respectful and uh, hmm. I'm grateful to all their time. Um, Rob Liefeld, I th- there was some recognition. I don't know if it was the tweet about Bloodstrike 2 last week or maybe he did get the word back through them, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, with the uh, the media guest, it wasn't that simple. I needed to like find the wizard guy and go through that, and I couldn't find him. And like I said, I was kind of worn out <laughs> after Fridays. After the show was over, the night wasn't over because then the Toonsium had their uh, drawn in Pittsburgh bash that we all attended. Mm-hmm. Drawn in Pittsburgh. Yep. Who's causing all the racket? First of all, it must be Dan. Yeah, is it Dan? Oh, uh, that could be. That could be me. Uh, Sorry, guys. Uh, no problem. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was um, I. I was really torn about the about the Tunesium event because I both really wanted to go, and I. But then I was also very exhausted because I was literally on my feet all day that day with you know working at Neil's booth. Yes. I mean, there's nowhere to sit down because you are, you know, you're you're trying to sell his stuff. I mean, there is no behind the table. There is just in front of the table. So I was on my feet all day, and that then, convention uh, center floor is unforgiving. Right. Very Concrete. true. Very true. And um, so, but then I, you know, it was one of the things like, well, I didn't get to see anybody all day unless they happened to walk by me, working at at his booth. And a lot of people did. I actually got to see talk to a lot of people, and um, I threw a, a couple of. Strange, um, not strange, but just, uh, you know, a, a couple of instances, I was actually able to pimp the podcast a little bit, you know, handed out some business cards. Oh, um, nice. You know, I wasn't trying to do that, you know, uh, you know, obviously working for Neil Adams came first, but just, you know, through the course of a couple of conversations, it came up. Um, anyways, but I, I decided to you know, suck it up. And, and I went, I had a great time, of course. And it was, it was packed. I mean, it was, there were so many people there and it was so encouraging to see all those people come out for that, you know, the opening of that exhibit. It was really great. Yeah. I've never seen the Toonsium that packed before. And I was not expecting yeah. that. Um, it fact, was, it, it was a little too packed. <laughs> yeah. It was jammed. Like you could not, yeah, it and, was um, jammed, yeah. after having been on the convention floor, because I got there right when the doors opened at 3, so I'd been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was exhausted. I hadn't eaten since lunch. So it was, um, geez, you know, I, it, this was like 8.30. Cause I, just, I just came from the Neil Adams interview, which was an emotional rush. Um, <laughs> so I get to the Toonsam. It's basically a veritable who's who of, of our local scene. And I'm starving. And then they had, like, local catering. So there was, like, Permani Brothers sandwiches there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, screw this. I grabbed one, and they're not the most cleanest sandwich to eat. And you're standing <laughs> in a crowded room, and I didn't care. I I would look, probably look like a savage. Oh, I didn't either. Powering that thing, you know, uh, tomato and French fry and sauerkraut was probably going everywhere. Didn't care. I was so yeah, hungry. Was it tasted so good. <laughs> um, no, I would. Yeah, actually, uh, I know the food was provided by New Dimension Comics, so I and, thought that was really really yeah. nice of them. Well, yeah, free food, free alcohol. Uh, I mean, it's, it's and that's what win-win. And that's what I liked about, I was going to, like, you know, because they were there, you know, New Dimensions, they're obviously promoting their show uh, next summer or spring. It's going to be Three Rivers Comic Con. 
Um, and also, I didn't realize this, but the guy that was serving drinks there was the promoter for Teco Shokan. <laughs> and he was the same, you know, the same way. He's like, hey, this is an opportunity for me to spread the word about my show. Mm-hmm. So, and I had met him, I think, on Sunday or whatever. And, and I was like, you look familiar. And I was like, wait a minute, did you serve me a drink at Toonsium? <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, I did. He goes, yeah, I wasn't going to miss that, that opportunity. And I was like, that's awesome. So I, I thought that was cool, you know, that, um, Toonsium, you know, it's just, it just, uh, you know, worlds blend, you know, like you yeah, got your, we're, your vendors. We're in, a, we're in a gilded age of loving synergy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then all of us, uh, starving artists, quote unquote, but not really. Yeah. But, uh, not really, but at that moment really, time, really. yes. But it was cool because anybody that, you know, like maybe didn't have the money for, the con actually had somewhere to go and, you know, visit with, uh, their peers. Um, you know, and I mean, it's just the Toonsium's a, a great place too. And, you know, I, I had, I did have to wait cause it was so packed in there. I couldn't walk around and look at the art at initially. I just was like, you know, Crystal and I went and I was like, let's just sit on the couch here <laughs> and just wait for it to clear out. And then we'll get up, move around and look around but I was like, wow, it was yeah, bonkers. Same here. I did not get a chance to look at the artwork very much either. I'll be going back before the exhibit closes yeah. to uh, just stare at it. Yeah. Exactly. But um, it was it was nice seeing everybody, and I probably told the Neil Adams story a hundred times because it had just happened, and I was – my mind was still blown. <laughs> um, I, You know, I'll talk about my – you know, you know, we got to talk about some failure here too. But um, I like yeah. Friday. The no, the Friday show for me was a non-event. Like I was sitting at my table, no one was stopping. I was like, "What is wrong with me?" <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. And uh, you know, and then I was hearing other people like, "Oh yeah, I did really good for a Friday." And I was like, "What the heck?" You know, I didn't do anything. Um, but it was nice because I went to the Museum and they had a a place, you know, to sell. You know, like, if we were part of the exhibit, like, I had a page up, so I had my Weirdlings books out, and I sold a couple, you know? I was oh, like, nice. yeah, like, at the end of the night, and they're like, oh, well, we'll you know, because they do, like, a, you know, like, you de- you know, you give them money towards the Toonsium, you know, out of your sales. And I was like, just keep it. I don't even want it. Just take all them, you know, take everything, basically, out of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's a donation, you know, because I was like, I was just happy. It kind of helped me get over Friday, <laughs> you know, so, you know, like going into Saturday, I was a lot, um, you know, I changed my, I changed my table up and did some things different then. So, but, uh, that Friday night, you know, escape basically is what it was. It was like, oh, this is nice. So everyone should go check out the Museum exhibit. Yeah, it's there to what through for the next month or so. Yeah. Mhm. But um, so how how was your uh, Saturday then, Scott? Saturday was a lot better actually. I am. Um, uh, the way I was comparing, I didn't I didn't know what to compare it to. I will say it was uh, my least profitable show of the summer, and I was like, "Why well, am competing with uh, a higher?" grade of people yeah. no doubt yeah. i mean and not you weren't say, on the x-files right yeah you know like when i you know I, and I don't mean to slight any other show but it's just like yeah there was there was some serious star power at wizard world and that's where the money was going did anybody and, see shatner in the flesh no did you, dan did you um i i stopped in at his uh his panel or his uh he was in the big ballroom, and I, okay. I I walked in there. I was in the very back room. I think I took a couple of pictures. I listened for about five minutes. It was it was towards the end of the panel, anyways, and I didn't want to get caught in the right. the mob yeah. of people yeah. living. Yes. But I I did see him. He you know actually was there. <laughs> yeah, was I, I I did not have a Shatner sighting. Yeah, I did. I th- I'm going to throw this out there. Just a bit of advice for people going to the wizard shows. And, and, you know, a, a big complaint of the show was the ticket price. You know, and obviously there were the Groupons and stuff like that. There were ways to get in there for less 
than full price. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to get the most for your money, go to the panels. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, because, like, we got to see Duchovny and, and I only know him as Skinner, Rich but, Legend. yes. Um, but we got to see them, you know, like, we just walk in, they're having the panel, we, mm-hmm. you know, we get to hear them talk, we get to see them up, you know, it relatively close, and, you I, know, like, you don't, I don't need that autograph, you know, like, hey, I shook your hand, kind of, mm-hmm. but I was like, this is cool, like, I actually get to see, you know. Yeah, you, you know what, I, I kind of had a, a similar, um, situation where I was, uh, I was heading to a panel on Sunday, I'm pretty sure it was Sunday, and I was early, and I, there was the, the Dean Kane panel was kind of, um, was going on and they were doing, they were at the Q and A part of the panel. So I just, I just stood there and I just listened to Dean Kane talk and it was really cool. I'm like, this is, he's a nice guy and he's funny and he's really engaging with the fans. I would even say Dean Kane is super nice. <laughs> uh, but he really is. But no, but you're right. I mean, the fact that you can, you can sit. John's wife hugged him. Yeah, yeah. see. You could like you could sit in a room and listen to a celebrity talk about stuff, and then if you want to, you can get up if and ask them a question. Oh yeah, that's you know? true. So, and yeah, and they'll answer, and they're really cool. I mean, definitely, I, I totally agree. It's like there's more to conventions than just you know going and trying to buy stuff. Yeah, pop vinyls and T-shirts. Oh, and... Whoa, no, what? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well. That, that that was that was like the recurring thing. Like almost every other uh, vendor had was like pop vinyl crazy. Pop, there, there were pop pop everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, Saturday overall Saturday was just fun because yeah it was it was like bumping into people that I haven't seen in a while and um you know and we got to do the panel which mm-hmm. was really cool and it was actually at a good time of the day where you know. It, Felt like I could just get away from the table. I put a sign up and just said, "Hey, I'll be back," mm-hmm. you know, in an hour. <laughs> so yeah, that was a lot of fun. And yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know what else I can say about it that I haven't already said to yeah. either you guys in person or said online. But it was just, you know, it, it was an it was an amazing it was experience. Special. Yeah, it was. And and um, once we put it up, you know. I, it, well, I mean, it actually is up. I mean, it's just not—it's not on our site. We we shared it on uh, Facebook and and Twitter. It's um, on YouTube. So. It's on YouTube. Um, yeah, I think probably if you just Google the Pittsburgh Independent Comic Scene, um, it's actually—we don't have a YouTube channel. It's actually on the Sorg- yeah the Sorgatron Media YouTube channel, but and I think it's probably about like forty-seven, forty-eight yeah. minutes or something like yeah. that. Um, I thought it went really well. And I mean, we already talked about it a little bit, but um, I don't want to say too much about it because I think people would, you know, be better, it'd, just, you know, better served uh, just watching yeah, it. We'll just say thanks. It can speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just say thanks to Jim, Jim Rugg, Wayne Wise, and Marcel Walker mm-hmm. for for joining us. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. And from from what I've heard from you know other people that have watched it, it seems like it was really well received. Uh, yeah, you know, people enjoyed it. Um, you know, beyond the people that were actually there that day, um, you know, I've gotten some pretty good feedback on it. So it's that's that's cool. You know, for our very first panel, and it was at a Wizard World. It wasn't like, oh, we did a panel at like, you know, in at the you know at at a, at a hotel con or at, you know. At the yeah, uh, don't name names, you know. Dan. We still need to make nice. With <laughs> <Yeah. that. laughs> no, but you know what like I mean. It, it wasn't like. You know, like no, but a, like I know a one day show or something. I mean, we were like for for forty five minutes. We were in the big leagues. We were in King's Landing, you know, putting yes. on. A show. <laughs> you know, for those of you that know what that you is. lost me, Scott. Oh, yeah. all right, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Okay, and it was like being at the you know being at the 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 main you know the big city of, uh, of all the lands. You know, I thought it was some like and that's our debut amusement park. We got called up to the big show. Yeah, like, you know, it's almost like, what? You know, they pushed us out on stage and we're like, yes, let's perform. Yeah, called up, we're to, here. Called up from the minors. But that, I mean, that's it. If anybody, uh, wizard, anybody can do it. Um, yeah. To, I'll give wizard credit. I do have some criticisms, but first let me, um, let me heap a little praise first. Um, I know their reputation. I was one who, uh, was critical of their reputation. 
when this show was first announced, so, uh, namely the pricing. That? Yeah. Um, but I will give them credit. They do seem to uh, make all the efforts to bring in a local flavor where they go. Um, like I said, the panel, yes, we had our connection with um, DJ Kaufman to get into this panel. But when you go to Wizard's site, they're like, hey, got an idea for a panel? Let us know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like we, you know, got some, you know, VIP pass to get in to do this panel. I pretty much think we probably could have yeah, pitched think- it no matter what and got in. And uh, they were really receptive to that, you know, Pittsburgh creator spotlight that DJ was able to uh, convince them to allow. Which Sean and I were part of. Yes. That's, how, that's why we were there. Mm-hmm. And so, so. I, I, did, I did see overtures on their part to be as inviting they to were. the local crowd to, uh, you know, as much as they can be, given what they are. You know, um, what, what I could see there at that show was that they put a lot of thought into putting on a good show. Like, even though everybody looks at it and says, oh, my God, they're putting on 20-some shows a year, and how do they, you know, it must be madness. But they have a system that works. And they, you know, like, there was little things. I I remember this years ago when people would complain about uh, the Wizard World Columbus, and they said, like, oh, our backs were against the walls, we had nowhere to put our displays, you know, the tables were tight, blah, blah. Well, they listened because this year there were there were alleyways behind us yeah from our tables so we could mm-hmm. get up and walk and not disturb anyone else and we could just walk back out you know and and it was always so you were coming from the back you weren't cutting through tables yeah. you weren't knocking over people's uh you know art stands no it was nice yeah i know i don't know, know. I know. Uh, All right. When I would visit Sean's table, there I noticed that too. There was an yeah. alley that you could just sort of, and it was you know a good sized alley, so a person of size, i.e. me, yeah. could walk through unencumbered. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean they really used they, the space. They to, had um, some of the other little things they did too, but they had like um, uh, morning meetings on Saturday and Sunday for both the the, the artists and the vendors. They had two separate meetings. On Sunday, they actually supplied donuts and coffee. And um, the other thing, oh, on Saturday morning, I got to my table and there was a care package on my chair that had like Tylenol, like a little, a little uh, fruit bar or whatever it was, you know, little, you know, just like little things that you that are like, hey, that's kind of cool that they well, they did this. You I, know? I noticed, yeah, they put on every table like almost like an. Idea. Like notes for the day, like an almost not, not a night nice oh, yeah, yeah. like a daily they, update. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like daily updates on you know, and then like for Sunday, it was like times when you should be packing up and loading up and loading out, and you know, yeah, and yeah, and like you said, I, I the, the fact that they were having like these morning meetings, they powwowed. It's like wow, that's they really, they really kind of give a crap. Yeah, they do. I think. mean, and and just from what they were, we kind of. Walked up to the wrong meeting on Sunday morning, but, um, you know, it was just cool, like, you get, because we got to hear a little bit from the, uh, you know, the retail side of it, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's I right. mean, they, it was, they, cool. They it was did, cool. They did separate ones, one for retailers and one for, for artists. For the artists. Yep. So, um. Okay, I, one hand giveth, and one hand's gotta take it away. Um, my, my cr- biggest criticism of the show, and it's really not a, a huge one, but it is still a criticism. As someone who was there to cover it for the show and bring back content, um, I found the scheduling of the panels was rather unfriendly. They, oh, okay. um, they all they staggered them in like forty five. They were, all the panels were forty five minutes, and they all overlapped one another. And so uh, there was like I had to pick and choose which ones to go and cover because mm-hmm. because of this and, and that and I missed a few that I really wanted to go to as a result and. I don't think it was necessary. I mean, if you have the 45 minutes, I don't think it's necessary to start them every half hour. You know, 45 minute panel starting them every half hour. Oh, I think I you could you. have gotten away with maybe on the hour yeah. and allowing 15 minutes in between, or maybe yeah. shrinking it up. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I did say when I saw all the panels, which was great that they had all those panels to choose from. It really was nice, but what wasn't so nice was that they're all like clustered. Mm-hmm. And they overlap. I mean, maybe, okay, if you don't change how they're, they overlap, maybe break them up a little bit or what have you. But 
I, that was my biggest uh, gripe with the show. Again, as someone who went as press, I know some folks who uh, went as civilians, cost would be that the first thing that they would right. complain mm-hmm. in which we were doing that. Yeah, there was then. some sticker shock going on. Yeah, and, and it's, yeah, I mean, not just at the door, but also, I know, like, one guy was hunting at the comic shop this week, uh, kind of got rubbed the wrong way with how, like, the autograph tickets. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I guess when the back, you know, when you went back by where that area was, if you wanted to buy it, it was cash only back there. Oh, wow. Yeah, he wasn't prepared for that. Uh, but, um, and, and of course, it's the price that some people were charging for their autographs. Mm-hmm. I was just, but yeah, what do you want to do? And that happens at every show. But, um, stuff. Yeah. yeah, my, my biggest um, uh, complaint was the way they clustered the panels together and, I, I had to, you know, I couldn't go to all that I wanted. Oh, well, There's a lot I wanted to see, and I got to a fraction of them as a result. Mm-hmm. Like, without, I, I don't know if we had more to say about Saturday, except that um, the one, you know, a compliment to them, too, was they had the costume contest after the show. Yeah, that was nice. I I was like, this is, like, the best thing that could happen for anybody in there trying to sell something. So. Uh, because you know, like at other shows, um, everybody draws is drawn away. They go to the costume contest, and then the people that are only there for that, they they hightail it as soon as the contest is over. Right. And the show and the shows die. Well, they were like, let's not let that happen. The show floor closed at seven on Saturday, and the contest started at seven. So, you know you basically go into the big room where David Duchovny was and they they had a hundred contestants like it was in the adult category I guess they had the kid one on sun, Sunday um, but the adult category they pushed a hundred people through and in under an hour wow and and then there was like maybe 10 minutes of deliberation and they picked winners and it was over by like 815. Huh. You know, I was like, this is the way you run a, a costume contest. Mm-hmm. And it was a good time, too. Like, the uh, the guys they had presenting it were funny, you know, and, you know, the costumes didn't disappoint. So um, that was something I actually I went to and took, pic- took some pictures. Um, and um, Crystal was also in the contest, so, you know. Um, cool. But, I uh, guess... I guess I talked about the panels. I guess I should talk about the panels. Uh, Friday, I attended Don Simpson's um, Epictopia to Call One's Own, which was um, it basically was a breakdown of like comics and comic strips, uh, the the worlds, the universes that they, the creators built for those, and then the evolution of those universes going into like the, the corporate comics and then intercompany crossovers, and then uh, dovetailed into uh, discussion. He drew an issue of a series called War of the Independence. It was a bunch of the independent like comics, like The Tick and Madman and Flaming Carrot and Milk and Cheese and Cerebus and Bone. Um, they all did like a crossover series. And so and he drew an issue of that, so he was talking about that. And uh, that was pretty fascinating. And then uh, on Saturday, uh, the other panel, I, the one I chose to go to was Rob Liefeld's panel, which was... Uh, nice. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Very Deadpool-centric, but that guy is uh, one hell of a storyteller. Well, well, speaking of the Rob, um, that, you know, kind of my big thing from Saturday was meeting him uh, and getting my uh, New Mutants 87 signed by him, getting a picture with him. um, And, I I mean, I think total, I you know, was maybe like five or six minutes. Like the whole thing was just such a whirlwind, but he was so nice. He took, I mean, he actually took the time to, and he like, he, he stopped and he looked at my, my copy of it and was pointing out things. And he said, wow, this is a, you know, this is a great copy of this book. And he told me why he thought so. And, and he was explaining certain things about the process, like the printing processes from that period of time and stuff that I had no idea about. And, um, yeah, just a super nice guy, and just you know, I've I've had my criticisms of him of well of his work, but I've always thought he was like a nice guy. You know, yeah. His his work aside, like 
I like him. I like the man. And, yeah. um, and just being able to meet him, to shake his hand, get a picture with him, um, just, you know, I just totally, you know, like geeked out. I mean, that was just a lot of fun. And then I also, on Sunday, the next day I came back and, um, also I had my first experience, uh, sending a book to CGC. You did. I did. I did it. Excellent. I, I CGC'd it. Um, now my only criticism with that was I didn't know that if you were having something signed and you wanted to have it, you know, graded like CGC, um, you had to first go to the CGC booth, bring one of their representatives with you oh. to, to get to witness the artist or creator, whatever, signing it. And then they would certify that it was signed by oh. the creator. Now, I didn't really care so much about that. I'm like, ah, oh, that, well, that would have been nice. But I said, you know, I, I want to do this anyways. Yeah. And um, so um, total, it was only um, like $33. Nice. Um, and that's including like shipping and handling and them sending it back to me and all that stuff and the, the grading process. And um, no, I, I and they're like, well, you know, how soon do you want it back? We can get it back and I'm like, I'm like, whatever the cheapest way possible is, I don't care. And they're like, oh, yeah. okay, so it'll be like ten bucks. I'm like, that's fine. So that's included in the the whole the thirty three dollars. So I'll probably get it back in like by Christmas. Nice. Um, but I'm like, wow, I'm gonna have a slabbed book. It's that's kinda, awesome. It's I cool. mean, that we like when you showed me that, I was like, you have to, mm-hmm. you know, especially that Rob spoke and said the quality of the book, and if if he's seen enough of them. You know, there's yeah. it's just worth it to exactly. keep, you know, to, to maintain that, that right. quality. So, yeah, so that that was kind of like my, the um, my experience, like the, the the whole Rob Liefeld thing was uh was pretty cool. And like I said, having his book slapped yeah. up. So I'm I'm kind of excited. You know, I'll, I'll probably forget about it because it, it's going to be out of my mind for like two months, two or three months, oh, yeah. and it's going to show up at my door and be like. <gasps> It's a Christmas came early. Yeah, Christmas gift to uh, future Dan from past Dan. That's yeah. right. You're welcome. Thanks. I did have a question, uh, and my final question on this. Did you guys get to go look around at like the vendors at all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. were your thoughts on them? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I actually had a, um, an interesting discussion with, uh, with, with Jim Rugg about this uh, because, you know, I, I stopped at his booth a couple of times and just, you know, just checking in and saying hi. And I, I said, you know, what do you think about this show? Or how? And he, and he was like kind of on the fence. He's like, you know, I'm of two minds of it. He's like, I've done big shows and I've done indie shows. And he says, this is just a, and I, I feel like his, you know, not to really, you know, use his words or quote him out of context or whatever, but I, I feel like, you know, his thoughts kind of echoed my own is, and that it was a, a strange show in that it was so diverse, um, that it didn't really feel like it had its own identity. There was just so many different things there from, I mean, beyond the, you know, comic vendors and toy vendors. I mean, there were like, you know, of course you had your aluminum siding people and your, oh, yeah, like were... your, your macaroon vendors. I think part and, of that. I think part of that was Swords. the rollover from uh, Pittsburgh Comic Con, honestly. Yeah, there's that. There was because like, there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of people were signed up mm-hmm. that transferred. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. I I didn't I didn't really, I think like you know, uh, um, like I didn't really buy a lot of stuff. I bought a T-shirt, and I bought a couple. Of, I, I bought like maybe uh, four. Um, for like, well, they didn't have dollar books at this show anywhere. They had like two dollar books. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry, I take that back. Mine were a dollar fifty. They were half off cover price. I bought four issues of Batwoman, so they were buck fifty each. Um, so yeah, I, I bought some some cheap books and a T-shirt, and then I bought a you know like you know, I bought like a book from from Mikey Wood and a book from Sean. So I didn't really go crazy as far as like my purchasing. Um, you know, so I didn't, I wasn't, um, it was also one of those shows where it's like, I'm not really, you know, I've, I've not, there's nothing new at this point for me. And, and that's not a comment on Wizard World or the vendors. I think it's just that we've done so many of these shows right? 
between Pittsburgh Comic Con and Steel City Con and Baltimore and New York and whatever. You know, there's not too much new under the sun. So it's like, it, it's almost like up to us to try and find new ways to have fun at these shows beyond just buying stuff. Which we did. Uh, my, the why, uh, I was let down by the quality, I felt, of the uh, comics vendors. It is, after all, a comic con. Um, there weren't that whole bunch. And the selection was either like high priced, like Silver Age stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just like, it, it really wasn't or the best. And I, I tried to garbage. do a little, yeah, yeah, put it bluntly. I tried to do a little back issue, uh, bin diving and it really didn't have the best go of it. Um, there was a couple nice booths there that were set up, uh, and well organized. Ironically enough, it was the folks who used to run Pittsburgh Comic Con. I felt they had the best setup for. Oh that. yeah, they did. Um, go figure. Yeah, um, yeah. But the other stuff, like I, said, um, I wasn't the there looking to spend school. a lot of money. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I, you know, there was some stuff that you know, if I, I guess I was looking to drop a pretty penny, I probably would have found some cool stuff. But I was looking to do it, you know, on the cheap, if you were. And uh, I was a little disappointed. The one that really let me down. There was one guy. All the stuff was just in random order, like. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, like, I, at I, best it was by publisher, but even then it was. Yeah. Like, I'm not hunting through these like. No, I don't have time for that. Twenty-five year old comics in hopes that there's something that I'm looking for yeah. here. No, that's 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 self-defeating. That's 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 a waste of time. Yeah. So that was, I was um, I was, was kind of hoping that you know it's a comic con there could have been more. I figured. Did you see the Thundercat sword by the way before? I'm just gonna be my last. The sword. Bit. I didn't know. No. Oh, someone had one. That's funny because. Talking about Jim, I was asking him a similar question. He's like, did you find a sword? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not going to buy a sword. And, and, but I did see the Sword of Omens from Thundercats, and it looked awesome. That was, oh, you know what, because there was, like, weapon sellers there. I mean, yeah, which was, was a yeah, funny was thing. Like, but least, There was one giant, like, sword table, maybe even a second one. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Well, you know what's funny, though, is that actually was a joke at the um, at the costume contest. Because everybody that walked up on stage would pull out a blade of some kind, you know, no matter what character they were cosplaying, and and the you know the MCs or whatever they were like, they're like they look back at the line and you could see everybody and they're like, who else has swords back there? <laughs> and I swear it was it was probably three quarters of that line had swords in hand. Wow! Like they were like they're like, well, okay, Pittsburgh likes their handheld weapons, <laughs> you know. And it is funny considering that they also had vendors selling weapons. Yeah. You know, so it's like, wow, huh. Um, maybe they were the right choice for the show. But, uh, I, I want to give a shout, give shout outs too for, um, publishers that we had a couple. We had Xenoscope and Action Lab, mm-hmm. which I thought was nice because, you know, that's the big thing about, you know, like, we want Marvel and DC there and Image and blah, blah, you know, but, you know, those guys are huge, you know. So I was, I was actually happy to see, um, you know, some more moderate sized, you know, publishers. And, yeah, some, uh, some representation. Yeah, some representation nice. at the show. And so it's, it's not just strictly, you know, vendor and. Vinyl sighting. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Fudge. Vinyl sighting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And gutter cap, or well, I don't think yeah. he was there. But, <laughs> May have been. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Oh, and they also had a gaming section, which I thought was nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, that was did, different. I did yeah, hear there, someone. Uh, they really did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. There was. That's what I mean. Is they they were thoughtful enough to consider everybody's, uh, you know, fandoms, quote unquote. But like what they were, you know, why you come to the show, and they they're like, hey, let's have that here. So. Um. But closing yeah, thoughts. I, closing thoughts. Um, uh, Steel, Steel Man's party was awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, no, it was fun. I I, I wanted to mention it, it was it truly was an an adult party, as he said. You know, be be ready because there's going to be some risque. You know, and it was there at was a strip club. it was at a strip club, but it wasn't in the main area it was like you know secluded you know mm-hmm. bar area but uh but there was still some some nakedness going on there so that was something but what was funny is we're <laughs> sitting there just chilling you know we're all just chilling having drinks 
and Paige from WWE, one of the guests of the show, and I can't remember his real name. Oh, no, I got it. Mike Michael Cutlass. Oh, yeah, yeah, from Walking Dead. Plays Abraham on The Walking Dead. They both strolled in, grabbed a couple drinks at the bar, and uh, everybody's like, "Holy crap! Like we have celebrities at the at the after party too." Hmm. So that was that was kind of cool too, you know. And I called that. Um, I coined a phrase today at lunch. I was telling somebody. I said, "That's you know, it was, it was a lot of fun doing some uh, fame spotting this weekend." Oh yeah, so, yeah. And uh, and Paige actually said hi to us too. So we were like, you know, <laughs> there you know, go. giddy. So it was cool. Validation. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, well, I meant I meant overall, but the strip club's fine too, Scott. Um, overall, I really yeah. enjoyed it, and uh, I do hope that we have the opportunity to uh, cover it again in the future. Yeah, I'm um, I'm looking forward to to next year, and I'm 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 hoping you know that they they're able to build upon what they learned from this year and make it even, an even better show next year, and. Uh, like you know, to echo Jared, hopefully we'll be there to to cover it and to uh, you know just have the same great time we did this year. Yeah. So. Indeed. All right. Well. Um, okay. Well, I think that about about wraps it up. And like I said, but keep keep uh, keep an eye out for uh, episode two seventeen will be the uh, interviews episode, and then episode two eighteen will be the uh, the video of our panel. So keep an eye out for those. Those will be up uh, probably uh, this weekend uh, at some point. And that's it. And then I guess we'll be back uh, next week with a regular episode. Indeed, yes. Uh, before we go, any announcements? Zine Fair is coming up, but we'll be doing episodes before that. So now. <laughs> okay. So, yes, no. Yeah. Mark it on your calendars October 4th. Zine Fair here in Pittsburgh. It's coming up. I'll be there. Woot! Alright, well, uh, this has been Comic Book Pit episode 216. I'm Dan. I'm Scott. And I'm Jared. And we'll see you next time.